Hey friend, so I'm going to share my story today of how I became a mother and how God brought our beautiful son Matthew into the world with hopes that this affirms you're not alone if you see yourself in any of these experiences too. And I think so many moms will resonate with this, but particularly military women. I just have been praying for the courage and the words to share this part of my story very vulnerably with you, and we will dive in. So our older son Matthew was absolutely God's plan, not our own. And I'm sure many of you can resonate with that in the first place of an unexpected pregnancy. And our story was that we were married for about just over a month. We had just graduated West Point. I was actually about to head off to a graduate scholarship. I had earned the Schwarzman Scholarship from West Point, which was a global affairs year-long master's program in China. I was literally packing my bags to head over there in just over a week um, to Beijing. And my husband and I were just getting him settled in for his basic officer course. We had, like I said, just gotten married. We had just commissioned and graduated. And then we received news that changed everything. We were expecting a baby. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. I can remember distinctly walking out of that tiny bathroom in the little apartment, having just read a single word that changed everything. The little test stick in my hand, one word that said pregnant. And I walked out of the bathroom slowly, staring down on it in disbelief, feeling like the walls were just closing in on me. I walked over to my husband and I could barely even get a word out, but I tilted it in his direction so he could read the word too. And I just came over to him, sat down on the couch beside him and snuggled up against him. And he just held me there. And we just didn't even know what to say. There were no words. At the time, we were terrified, shocked, so afraid of what was going to happen. Our entire plans were upended. How many of you, when you read either the word pregnant on testic or you saw that second line, stared at it in disbelief, in either shock or surprise, and just could not believe how much in the split second everything had changed for you? At this moment, I was visiting my husband at his new apartment that he was moving into ahead of his basic officer course. I was just over a week away from heading to report to Beijing, China for a master's program, and it was a globally competitive scholarship that I had earned out of West Point. We had recently commissioned as second lieutenants in the army. We had recently graduated, we had gotten married, and just within one month, we found out that we were expecting unexpectedly and that all of the plans for me to go to grad school, for Tim to go to his basic officer course, and then for me to follow that grad school year and go to my basic officer course were just completely changed. In that moment, I felt so afraid. I had no idea what was gonna happen. I was so confused. I was so worried about disappointing everybody 
who had believed in me, who had supported me, who believed in my potential, who had written letters of recommendation for me to go to this grad school opportunity. I had earned an institutionally endorsed scholarship and I had poured four years of blood, sweat, and tears into my academics and my leadership and my sports at West Point and doing the best that I could. And I was so much looking forward to this opportunity to just continue to grow as a leader, to be exposed to other young leaders from around the globe. But this unexpected pregnancy completely rocked my world. It felt like the floor was just ripped out from under me in so many ways. And the crazy part about it was I knew that I wouldn't necessarily be able to go to this grad school experience because it was going to be a year far away from home, very little medical support. It's a very intensive program. It wasn't going to be what's best for my baby or my health. But the other part of it was that I couldn't go to my basic officer course either, which was the more traditional path, because there was a blanket policy in place that didn't allow you to go if you were pregnant. The other challenging aspect was that there was no way for us to even get stationed together during this time. So I had to be apart from my husband for the whole duration of pregnancy all the way through postpartum. So we were staring down this time apart, figuring out what was going to happen and not even having a way forward yet. And so the future was just so uncertain and unclear. And it was so hard for us to understand, why would God bring this new life into the world right now? Why God? Why now? You know, it was this crazy kind of dynamic of simultaneous gratitude for this immense gift of new life. I knew that this was the greatest blessing that we could ever receive within our marriage, but I was also holding all these different emotions because it was completely different from our own plans. I had no idea, you know, how I would catch up from falling behind in my career, how we would make this work, what the army would administratively do with me. I always had a deep desire to become a mom someday. I always knew that I would have to reconcile that with my desire to make an impact through my work. And I was fortunate to have a number of role models who were mothers, who were outstanding professionals. And I called a couple of them that day when I was in complete shock and completely afraid of what was going to happen. I called them and I just told them the news and I was like, I have no idea what to do. And they just received me in such a beautiful way that day and reminded me how much of a blessing this was and that there is no greater reason to change our life plans than the gift of a child. And that was a message that they reinforced to me. They were like, you know what, Megan, like, this scholarship was incredible, and it's an incredible opportunity, but this blessing is so much greater, and we'll figure out a way to make this work. And Father Matt Polakowski, who is the senior chaplain at West Point at the time who had married us, he reminded us too, God can never be outdone in generosity. And when we had gotten married, we had made a commitment to one another and to God that we would be open to the blessing of children in our marriage. We did not plan for oneness early by any means, but we were open to the blessing of children if he willed them to come into our marriage and into the world. And when we look back on it, oh man, I am just so grateful for the grace that God gave us to trust in him in that. Because this felt like the worst possible timing. I would have to give up all that I had earned at the academy. Of all the interview, intensive interview processes I went through, the application processes for these scholarships. And it truly in many ways felt like my life was over at the time. We did not feel ready to become parents. <laughs> I did not feel ready to become a mom. And there was nobody who I knew who was navigating a pregnancy this early on in their careers. We were the first of our class 
who was dual military to become pregnant. And I felt very, very alone. And I felt like a failure in a lot of ways, because I think that's what the world sends us this message of. You have to establish your careers ahead of time. You have to, you know, go get some career success before you start your family. But that's a sort of almost criteria to become a mother if you want to be successful. And so with all of this narrative of having a baby means you're going to have to give up your dreams, having a baby is a burden, it's an inconvenience, all these narratives that society tells us, I think really made me feel as though my career and that opportunity that I was giving up was almost more valuable than this life. But I knew that that wasn't true, but at the same time, those narratives were still very present in my mind. And I felt like this was such a moment where I had to wrestle with how much of my identity I had placed in my achievements, my academic performance, my leadership ability, the achievements that the world would look at and be like, wow, that matters, that's important. Because the world doesn't look at motherhood in the same way. It doesn't see it as important or as valued or as dignified. And so those feelings that I had of being afraid to disappoint everyone, of losing my potential, of not measuring up to others' expectations of me, was all based on the worldly standards of what success looks like, which in many ways did not include being a mother, you know? And how many of you can relate to this too? Whether it's an unexpected pregnancy, whether it's the way you've had to reconcile your work and your motherhood or your career and your motherhood or some of those stigmas that you've had to overcome. Maybe you two felt like your life was over at the time, maybe when you felt like you were either dealing with an unexpected pregnancy or maybe you were feeling a lot of pressure to time your pregnancies perfectly too. No matter how long we've hoped or prayed for or longed for a baby, or maybe if it was an unexpected shock and surprise just as mine was, you know how much it changes your life. It changes everything. No matter how long we have with our babies or if we've experienced loss, it still changes your entire life. It upends your entire life in the hardest and the most beautiful ways all at once. And it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And we can kind of be reeling from it for a long time. So I really did feel like the floor was like ripped out from under me. And as I look back in my prayer journal, I just came to God and I was like, God, I come to you this morning humbling myself more than I ever have before in your presence. I'm trying to trust you with all that I am, yet I'm still so afraid. Yesterday we found out something may be happening that would profoundly alter the course of our lives. We're still awaiting an opportunity to receive confirmation from a doctor, but we're fairly sure that I'm pregnant. We're still in shock. We're filled with so many different emotions that are difficult to make sense of. And I went on and I was just like, God, help me to trust. Help me to trust you. You know, I pray that you cast out the fear from within me. Give me courage and strengthen my resolve to answer yes to you. Help me to trust your plan for our lives with all my heart. And I also prayed that God would guide me in helping me fully appreciate the dignity of motherhood and the gift that children are to this world and the gift that they would be to our family and our marriage. I said, God, I pray that you help me turn away from any lies of Satan in this world that cloud my capacity to understand what's truly most important in your eyes. Help me stray from selfish desires to do what would be best for my career and instead guide our decisions, orienting them towards the good of our family. I pray that you would show me the pure joy and intimacy with you that comes from living my life as a sincere gift to others, whether this is as a wife, mother, friend, family member, or a leader. Help me to embrace the call to follow you in all things. 
And the next day I really just prayed for forgiveness for, you know, the shock, the fear, the, the sort of selfishness and pride and lack of trust that we had in him. Because the truth is, right, how many times in our lives do we have this plan or we just have this belief that our plans couldn't be more perfect and we grasp so tightly to them and we want to control them and control the outcome. But this was such a humbling reminder that we forget that God's plans are so much better than ours, so much better than we could ever imagine, that they're often far beyond our understanding, which is the hardest part about it all, because we don't see that whole picture that he does. In our limited human sight, we do not see the whole picture, but he wants what's best for us. He always does. And so the reason I'm sharing this story so vulnerably with you is because maybe for you, it's been terrifying becoming a mother. Maybe it felt like the worst possible timing or there was so much uncertainty with it. It felt really disorienting to you, just like it did to me. Maybe you are feeling or you felt this immense pressure to figure out what the perfect, most ideal timing is, where it minimizes the impact to your career, to your plans, and all of those things. And I think society pressures us to wait for that perfect timing or to make sure conditions are perfect before, and we feel fully ready in every single sense of the word before we even start our families or grow our families. You know, maybe for you, you, it feels a little bit disappointing or there's a lot of anxiety surrounding what you might have to give up or what potential you might lose, just like there was for me. Maybe it feels a little bit unfair how much it's disproportionately impacting you versus your spouse. Maybe it's so all-consuming physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, in your career, and your identity. And I think all of this is compounded by different societal pressures and pressures in our job environments too. So if any of this resonates with you, I see you and you're not alone. And my encouragement to you is that nothing outweighs the gift of new life. Absolutely nothing. No matter what we might have to give up, no matter what the world tells us is more important, one, there's never a perfect time, but God's timing is perfect because he's the source of all new life. His timing and his plans are far greater than our own. Babies are a blessing no matter what, no matter the circumstances, no matter the timing. God will open all the doors that need to be open, and he will close those doors that don't need to be open anymore. And we can trust him in that too. Because sometimes those doors that he closes, or that close as a result of the timing that was unexpected, is actually a form of protection for us. And it's because he's got something better planned. I think motherhood in so many ways, I've I've just learned and I continually reinforce this every single day because it's so sanctifying. It's this shedding and release of what's not as important. And it reminds us of what is. It's this recalibration, this redefining of our identity, of our priorities, of our dreams, of our plans. It's not the death of our dreams, but it is this redefining and this shedding of all those layers that we don't need to hold on to anymore that help us to step more fully into who God really calls us to be. And so we can trust him in that. We can trust that he's working all things for good. And if there is a cost involved, if there's a sacrifice involved, which in most cases, I would would argue in all cases in motherhood, there is going to be a cost. God will honor your sacrifice. He will honor what you give up. He sees you in that. He sees you in the struggle and what you're doing as a mother what you will do as a mother will matter far more 
in light of eternity than anything we can do in our jobs. I love to think about motherhood as a reflection of the cross. Jesus pours himself out for us. He gave his life for us, his body for us. He says, this is my body given up for you and it's unconditional love for us. His endless love that's willing to go as far as death on the cross. And that's what we do as mothers. It's a beautiful reflection of Jesus and a witness to the world in that. So let your motherhood shine in that way, even when it's hard, even when it's unpopular, even when it's inconvenient from a worldly perspective. It matters. It matters for forever in light of heaven. So don't lose sight of that either. Again, that's not a narrative that's popular. <laughs> You know, the world tells us babies are an inconvenience, a burden. But I'm here to say they're a blessing. No less than that. So don't allow yourself to subscribe to those narratives because it's only going to cause resentment, but it's also not going to allow you to be open and receptive to the beautiful gifts that God really wants to give you in your motherhood. It'll only cause you to just count the cost and feel bitter about that instead. But I also remember this moment where I just put on praise and worship music. I was leaning against the counter, listening to Build My Life. There's this part of the chorus that talks about, I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. And it just kind of repeats that in the chorus. I will build my life upon you alone, and I will not be shaken. And I was like, I was just listening to this and like letting the lyrics wash over me, bawling my eyes out because I knew that that was the truth. God was (laughs) rebuilding my foundation from the ground up and it felt like this was a rock bottom in certain ways. And I realized I was like, you know what? This is so true because the more we build our foundation upon his love for us, which is unconditional, upon our unconditional worth, in our identity in him, nothing's going to shake us. Nothing of this world can. No pain, no struggles we go through. No upended plans, no matter how good they are. You know, because we can always have that faith to fall back on. He is our rock. And so it was just this beautiful reminder and consolation from God. Megan, I have you in my hands. It's all going to be okay. You don't have to know exactly what it's going to look like. You don't have to have it all figured out. It's okay because I do. And I swear, every single day, God reminds me of that still. God wants to do so much through you, through your motherhood, and in you. So when we are open to that, when we're receptive to him in that way, it will open us up to so much more joy and potential in our lives. So much more meaning. So I want to encourage you in that. Whatever your motherhood looks like, whatever your journey's been, I pray that you can ground your identity in him. Because that's where our strength really lies. That's where our potential really lies. And that's where our life is. It's in Him. I hope you loved this episode today, sister. I pray it encouraged you, strengthened you, stretched you, and blessed you in some way today. If so, would you mind stopping right now and sharing this episode with a friend who would benefit from it too? I would also love if you could take just about 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to hear what spoke to your heart the most. 
And lastly, go ahead and grab your free resources linked in the show notes to meet you wherever you're at in the season. Whether it's fitness through pregnancy and postpartum, dreaming and goal setting in an integrated way through motherhood, or overcoming the overwhelm, I got you covered. There you'll also find everything you need to know about working with me through either of my programs whenever you're ready to take that next step. I'll see you in a few days. Go fight the good fight, friend.